0: Ever wanted to leap tall buildings, uphold the law, solve a crime, but just don't have the time?
1: Go! go! Tune in to Joy 94.9, Wednesdays from midday, when Victoria Police, Gay and Lesbian Liaison Officers, Gabby and Scott, ask for your help in solving crime. Victoria Police Glows, Crime Stoppers, The Anti-Violence Project and
2: Joy 94.9, working together to help make our community safe.
0: Good afternoon. It is five minutes past twelve. My name is Chris Jameson and I'm helping out with the Victorian Police Community Hour this afternoon here on Joy 94.9. Uh, thank you to Karu Freeman for our news and also thank you to Brandon for this morning's... Uh Morning show, fantastic work guys uh, Joining me in the studio is one of the regulars here at the uh, Community Hour yeah, It's Sergeant Electra Wellens Hello sir. Uh, Hello, Electra
1: Hi Chris, thanks for doing this for us today, <laughs> filling in at last minute
0: My pleasure, my yeah. pleasure All professionals here, that's why We've got a great show coming up though We
1: do, um, look it's a Christmas season but we need to talk about some serious um, items as well So we're going to talk a little bit about domestic violence I guess the thing is Christmas is a time when families and loved ones should be together and celebrate and, but it actually happens to be the busiest day of the year for police and services who are responding to v- family violence incidents. This is closely followed by St. Valentine's Day of all days. So we're hopeful that um, this year families will enjoy their holiday season together with our incident. So we've got a couple of special guests to talk about domestic violence and what um, services are out there to help and support the GLBTI um, family.
0: Very timely. Yes. Fantastic.
1: So we've actually got um, the Switchboard and Victorian Legal Aid um, guest speakers on
0: today. Fantastic. Now, our first guest uh, is right up now. Sarah's a telephone counsellor with a Gay and Lesbian Switchboard. She's been one of a uh, counsellor for over five years. She recently joined the Committee of Management there, and she's also been on the training team over the last few years, training new volunteer counsellors as well. Uh, she's with us on the line now. Uh, welcome to Joy, Sarah.
1: Thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to um, have give you this opportunity to talk about the great work that Switchword offers. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about um, what Switchboard is.
2: Sure, sure. Well, Switchboard is um, is a volunteer service, so all of our counsellors are volunteer, and we provide what we call peer based um, counselling service. So all of our counsellors are members of the, the queer community in some way, shape, or form, GLBTIQ. Um, so we are we provide a counselling and referral service. So if people you know, have something that they need to talk about, um, they can either just ring us for a chat or if it's something that where there is a service we can direct them to, we can also provide referrals as well. So, um, sorry, someone's just walked in. Um, so, yeah, look, that's, that's in, a, in a nutshell what we do. And
1: why do you think it's um, the busiest time of year for services such as yourself?
2: Oh, look, I think a lot of people find Christmas difficult. Um, being around families can, for a lot of people can be stressful and I think for... People in the queer community for a lot of people that can be elevated by issues of, you know, not not having good relationships with their families, um, you know, coming out issues, partner issues, or those sorts of things. So I think it's it's the human stress of Christmas Mm. but it Elevated by some of the additional issues that, that a lot of people in our community face. so they, and, and particularly loneliness, if people are estranged from their families as well, it's a big thing.
1: That's right. Isolation can play a huge part of that, and the pressure cooker uh-huh. to um, expectations of, and your own um, things that you want in your life maybe not be going as well as what you thought. And it just seems to put the spotlight, Christmas seems to put the spotlight on those issues for the GLBTI community.
2: It does. It does. I think there's a lot of build up and expectation at Christmas that it's. Everyone's going to be happy, happy families and all of the rest of it. And if you don't have that, it can be really quite stressful for a lot of
0: people. Sarah, I was going to say, do you find that the the, the focus of, of callers at uh, this time of the year is different, that it does actually reflect what we're talking about?
2: Um, I don't think – I guess the themes that people talk about – are quite similar. I mean, it's just the, the issues that people are dealing with, and mostly their relationships. That's really a lot of what we talk to people about, and and that is, you know, as we said, elevated at this time of year. But I think the you know issues around loneliness are elevated um, around this this time of year. So that's what we would notice. That particular issue of not being with family or having um, lost that connection or that you know having that pressure. That's what we would see for sure
0: i guess uh a lot of people in the community would say' you know that the pressures from family and that sort of stuff for the g l b t i uh, identifying people uh are a lot less than they used to be uh what do you think is is are there still is it still pretty high really
2: uh, around issues of acceptance and so on. Yeah. Look, I think, I think there has been a big shift, say, in the last 20 years or so generally, but I don't think we can overstate that at the individual level. So people really still do have their own individual um, circumstances that they're dealing with. Um, one thing that I find interesting is that a lot of people that throughout the year um, that we talk to are older people actually coming out, so they don't necessarily have support services that are targeted at their age group or demographic so that can be a very difficult time Um, and so they don't have just issues of their own parents or siblings they might also have issues um, you know dealing with their own children and the coming out process so there are still circumstances where people are finding it very difficult but you know I think it is fair to say that on the whole things are a little bit easier than they used to be.
1: Yeah and I think um, Sarah one of those barriers for people that um, are older uh, is their own personal networks of friends as well to be able to cope and I guess mm-hmm. that's where the switchboard plays that important part of that free confidential um, it's an opportunity to actually listen. I think that's probably mm. one of the most important parts that switchboard plays is that first that you're there for the community to actually mm. listen to someone that someone feels are being heard. That's
2: right that's a very big part of what we do as I mentioned we do do referrals but really it's Often it's just talking to people um, and being someone that they can talk to who's not involved in their circumstance, you know, we're not going to judge them about anything that's going on with them. And, you know, they're not even ringing us to provide solutions or, you know, tell me what I should do. It's literally just listen to me. Um, And it's very satisfying to get to an end of a call for our counselors and know that someone is sounding a little bit happier than perhaps they did at the start of the call or a little bit freer. Um so that's yes, a very important role that I you know, I think we play um is just as you said, talking and listening.
1: And how can people actually contact you? Are your services just for metropolitan areas?
2: Uh, we have we do cover the metropolitan areas but also the regional Victoria and Tasmania as well. Um so our Melbourne Metro number is O three nine double six uh nine double six three two nine three nine. And we do have the regional 1800 number, which is 1800 184... 527. So that's the toll free number for regional people.
1: And most importantly it's probably hours that you try and because as a volunteer organisation just as Joy is here is about how you manage that and being available at peak times. So what's the the times that you're usually available for the public?
2: Yeah, our times are um, from Monday to Thursday we're we're around 6 till 10pm but we do have an extra Wednesday afternoon shift um, from 2 o'clock so that's an extended day on Wednesday and on the weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's 6 till Nine, mm-hmm. and that's also public holidays as well as a six till nine coverage. So,
0: so that's that's going to be really important uh, next week with uh, Christmas Day and Boxing Day and New Year's is. Day.
2: Absolutely, it is, and we we really appreciate the the efforts of our councillors who give up their time on those days as well. It's um, very generous of them.
1: And I guess it's that whole community that actually gets together to um, support one another in need, and it shows um, their passion in these areas. So we really thank you for all your work and all the volunteers that you do at uh, the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard, and thanks very much for your time today, Sarah. It's been wonderful talking to you. Thanks, Sarah. And we'd love to touch base perhaps in the new year as well.
2: That'd be great.
0: That's uh, so. Thanks, thanks, Sarah. That's the that's Sarah from the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard. She's a counsellor, a trainer, and on the committee of management. So she's doing all kinds of fantastic things downstairs uh, here at the community village here in Melbourne. Uh, you are on the Victorian commun- Victorian Police Community Hour with Electra Wellens and myself, Chris Jameson, this afternoon here on Joy ninety four point nine.
1: Great shows, great topics, great radio. Joy 94.9.
0: This is the Victorian Police Community Hour here on Joy 94.9. My name is Chris Jameson and I'm here with Sergeant-Electra Wellens this afternoon. Uh, we're covering off on uh, things such as uh, domestic violence in same-sex relationships and uh, and support services along with that. We just were speaking with Sarah from the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard a few minutes ago and she gave us some great help on... Uh, where we can uh, find help if any of us feel we need it. What are those numbers, numbers again, uh, Electra? Sorry, I've No, magi- not at
1: all. Uh, we've got them. The numbers are... We've got the 1800 uh, number, which is 1800 527 and we also have the Melbourne Metropolitan number, which is six
0: three-2939. And they're there most evenings and Wednesdays from 2pm, and on public holidays, most importantly, they're also there from 2pm. So uh, great service that they offer.
1: Another fantastic volunteer service for the community.
0: Now, uh, also, if you've got any feedback for us uh, during the afternoon, uh, 0427 JOY 949 is our SMS number, or you can email us on air at joy.org.au. Now, um, Electra, we're going to speak about uh, the Victoria Police and mm. domestic violence.
1: Yeah, and our role that we play in that, and that's what we're saying is it actually can be a really busier time of year for services, um, including Victoria Police, and particularly around domestic violence and, and relationship, same-sex relationship violence is part of that. It's quite interesting. I guess it's a sensitive matter for a lot of people. But in fact, um, what we notice is that there are close similarities between uh, GLBTI same-sex relationship violence and the heterosexual community. Um, one of those important things is Victoria Police have actually, since 2004, we've actually noticed that incidents had to have increased to police, in fact, have almost doubled in that
0: time. In the GLBTI?
1: Not just in the GLBTI, but domestic violence um, well, generally, as a whole. yeah. wow. But I guess today we're going to talk about some Of the factors that are additional, um, that the GLBTI community and their barriers that are actually additional on top of what heterosexual, um, or same se- um, couples can experience or partnerships can experience, and we'll, we're going to talk a little bit later on with the Victorian Legal Service that so will actually talk about who is a family member, um, a little bit about intervention orders, and those sort of things. But in the first instance, I guess it's really important from Victoria Police's point of view is to really, um, we have advisors in place that are right across the state and they manage um, violence in the home. And there's a number of dedicated family violence um, officers and we've doubled those from um, from 20, we've added another 14 right across the state. So we really see that there's a need for this and it's fantastic that the community is actually um, making those reports but there's still work to do,
0: do you, um, around we, that. I was going to ask uh, just, just quickly, in terms of the fact that uh, the number of incidents has gone up quite a lot Um, is that because do we think that's more about people are actually more comfortable about reporting rather than the fact that the actual violence has gone up?
1: I think in general we can say that violence is pretty much a zero tolerance within the community. Where we see it, it's not to be encouraged, it's um, looked down upon. And I think maybe people are feeling more confident that they understand there's different factors in um, relationship violence, that it's emotional, it doesn't have to be just physical as well, and how they play out in a cycle as well. So people are much more, I think there's more community education around that and understanding that, look, it's not healthy, you're not in a healthy relationship, it's no good for anyone so I think that does contribute to the reporting as well but we'd also like to think that we're actually doing it a lot better now as Victoria Police so there's system and support services in place that actually people start to talk really when you think about it when before you go to report something you usually bounce it off your friends don't you go yeah. oh do you think it's worthwhile reporting or no you know yeah. when you start to talk about it, that's what you do and you do that first filter of going do you think I should or not and often enough I think that's where that important support that first instant of having a friends or a work colleague that supports you and going, look, I don't think things are going well. I really think you need to do something about this. And you need to ask for some advice. And police often are the first stage of that.
0: Mm, Okay. So it's, 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 it's a, one of those circular things where uh, the, the, reputation of the reporting process and what happens after that has improved therefore that's actually um, encouraging more people to come forward which um, is a a good thing.
1: Absolutely I think that's really important when people say look I'm so glad I did that it was really stressful but it was at this point that it was a crisis point and after that things got better and that's often enough um, where they can actually hear those good stories where there's great outcomes and sometimes it's not always the first time where you can have a great outcome it does it's very very challenging um, mm-hmm. because it seemed to be a private issue, but that's where we want to expose it and say, look, it's actually everyone's business, um, violence anywhere, and not to be tolerated. So I think um, part of the GLBTI community and how that actually fits in is that, um, especially around abuse, uh, that it, can't, it can be physical. It also can be pet abuse. Um, we don't talk about that a lot. really. And I guess it's that control um, that a partner can have over even a pet, and that's particularly common
0: within the GLBTI community as well. So using the, the, the pet as, as leverage? Yeah,
1: yeah, that control. And often enough, that can even happen in a breakup as well.
0: Okay. So that, yeah, that's, um, I hadn't even considered it. But I, I mean, the thing is, in us, particularly for, I guess, for a lot of people in our community, our pets are seen as being our children, our extended family. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that they wield a lot of influence over our, our, our thinking.
1: Yeah, it's that by that emotional pull, isn't it? how Mm. children can be used in that way. Money can be used in that way. Access to friends, um, outing. And that's that's where we start to talk about all those additional barriers that actually face for the GLBTI community. So the additional barriers that they or GLBTI people may um, have in an abusive relationship is that a partner or um, someone that they're seeing may be threatening to out themselves to their family and friends as well. So that's another um, barrier that stops the GLBTI. T.I. Um, community from reporting. Of course it's always that um, they might be f- uh, afraid of what sort of services um, and the police being about um, homophobic in some form and that's where the GLOW officers like to play a role in that, that we can have educated officers around that and also that we understand right throughout Victoria Police a culture of domestic violence that we need to break that cycle and there's a lot of recidivist offenders out there and that often enough happens within the community as well. We hear stories of a partner and they've had a Similar cycle with someone else.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. So, as you're saying, the the Victoria Police is often the first port of call for for people who do need uh, feel they they need to reach out for help. What, what how how is that dealt with in the first?
1: Yeah, look, part of that is, as, as I said, we've got those dedicated family violence officers, but also right across the country, um, across the state and rural and metropolitan areas, each uh, 24-hour police station has a sergeant there that that's their main portfolio is how to manage um, domestic violence. So there's over 180 officers that deal just in that um, sensitive area. So we, there is a huge amount of support and understanding what that is. Um, and of course, we've had legislation um, changes that support same-sex and um, de facto relationships as well so there's actually legislation to say that look we're aware and you need to be counted in fact you know we'll talk about that with legal aid as well as about how that actually extends to neighbourhood disputes as well and stalking issues.
0: Mm. Okay so I have have, the thing that for me that's interesting about this is how do how do the police uh, treat the report from the perspective that I guess one of the one of the fears is that because there's so many emotions involved, a lot of people may not want um, the perpetrator to be considered mm. a, a criminal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, how is that handled?
1: Well, straight away, uh, the first point of call is, is someone at risk? I mean, it's like anything. If you, if we feel that there's there is some risk to being um, hurt, or someone already has in injuries, then realistically, you we're now in a position where you know you're at risk, and we need to assess that, and we do a risk assessment about what's the likelihood of this occurring again as well. So that's a first sort of point of call. Right. Um, in that is also um, knowing what sort of support services, what their individual circumstances, are their children involved, um, what's the living arrangements, um, what other services that we can involve. So Victoria Police actually have um, safety notices. Um, so if the risk assessment was serious, that, that's something that they it wouldn't be up to the person who was reporting because it, we actually say, look, we're going to take it out of your control. This is something that is really serious and not to be tolerated and there's actually um, risks here that we need to deal with and that's through the court process. So yes, that can be a factor where people get sort of afraid, look, I really love them. I know they didn't mean it and they get in, but that's part of the cycle of domestic yeah. violence. So it is a really hard one, but clearly if there's a risk, that's, yeah, there's a little part of you if you're calling, you know, you know, things aren't right. And sometimes um, having the police to take control of a serious situation is exactly what you need. That's the support you need because you're not in a position to actually um, make good decision-making because of the emotional abuse abuse or physical abuse that's been um, perpetrated against you. Okay. So I guess with um, Victoria Police that um, there's a lot of... Um, areas of how we work and the safety notes that we're talking about are the, the extreme end of things where we can actually use them after hours on weekends and public holidays and they allow police to place conditions on a person um, such as an offender and they are not allowed to make contact with a victim as well and the safety notice can actually last up to 120 hours but that's the higher end risk assessment because then you have to face court. There's a lower end and we'll start to talk about that in a moment um, with Victoria Legal Aid about interventional order process and other support for um, for them if they, it's not option to go to police at this stage as well if right. they
0: don't feel comfortable. Cool. So we've got Leanne Sinclair from the Victorian Legal Services coming up very shortly. Uh, it's Electra Wellens and Chris Jameson with you this afternoon on the Victorian Police Community Hour here on Joy 94.9. Your voice, your radio station. Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. Chris Jameson and Sergeant Electra Wellens. It's the Victorian Police Community Hour for you this Wednesday. Electra, we've got a special guest on the line. Her name is Leanne Sinclair and she is the Family Violence Program Manager at Victorian Legal Aid. And uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat to her now.
1: We are. And I guess um, Leanne's got quite a bit of a background. Uh, Leanne has been the Family Violence Program Manager at Victoria Legal Aid. She was responsible for managing uh, the Victorian Legal Aid's family violence services, coordinating and advising on law reform, directions and strategic advocacy as well as priorities. And she manages the family um, violence projects throughout the state. In addition, Leanne um, contributes and sits on a statewide law reform committee. She has a huge um, amount of fingers in different um, pies as well in the background of family law. So we welcome Leanne um, as a member of the Women's Domestic Violence Crisis Centre as well. So thank you for joining us today, Leanne. Hi, thank you for having me on the show.
0: That's a whole lot of hats Leanne. It
1: certainly is.
0: Uh, How do you manage to mix uh, to balance them all there?
3: With great difficulty at some times but uh, I really enjoy what I what I do and being able to help people where I can.
0: Fantastic and that seems to be a common thread uh, today it's about it is about helping people who uh, are going through some rough times.
3: Yes certainly is certainly is.
1: And, and today already, Leanne, we've had a couple of callers today. So it really sort of denotes that that pressure cooker of Christmas can be for a lot of families. And that's why we're sort of concentrating on our domestic violence sort of issues. Mm. I guess for your point of view, as being a lawyer and um, having your own family practice as well for three years, um, you must see a huge amount of volume of the impact of, of domestic violence on people.
3: Certainly do. Um, the And the the amount of family violence matters which are coming before the court are rapidly increasing at the moment and like you said unfortunately at Christmas time um, it's just another time of the year where unfortunately the amount of family violence matters rise.
1: So maybe we could introduce to um, listeners today a little bit and explain a little bit about what family violence actually is and what an intervention order is in the court process around that to protect a person.
3: Okay so Changes were made uh, to the law in Victoria around family violence in 2008. Uh, So now family violence has a very wide legal definition so that it can include include behaviour which ranges from physical assaults, which is hitting and slapping and pushing, but as well um, as emotional abuse and name-calling, insults and put-downs. Um, or anything that causes a family member to feel controlled, frightened, or intimidated. Um, Another important change in 2008 uh, was that the term financial abuse was included as a a form of family violence. Mm.
0: What what does that actually mean, Leanne?
3: Uh, So financial abuse can take place where one person, I guess, is deprived um, of their income, um, that they're not able to ask for money, which they would need um, in their daily course of business, and that the um, deprivation of that money is used as a way of controlling and intimidating them or making them feel fearful.
0: Okay. So, for example, if there's only one uh, breadwinner in in a family situation at a time and so, therefore, the other, the person who is earning the living uh, uses it as a control factor.
3: That's right. That's right. Okay. It's not to say that in in families where there is only one um, breadwinner that it's automatically family violence. It's where that... is used as a a technique of control or intimidation and it makes that other person feel frightened or intimidated.
1: So under family violence law what what is or who are a family member who would they be constituted like um, I aren't you know there's quite a few of those and Part of the most obvious one is that people that share an intimate personal relationship. What are some of the other ones, such as you know, being married de facto and domestic partners? But what are some of the other ones?
3: Um, again, Victorian law has a very wide-ranging definition of who a family, um, a family member is for the purposes of getting an intervention order in family violence matters. And as you said, it includes anyone who has an intimate personal relationship, um, married or de facto domestic relationships, or even casual relationships, And they need not be of a sexual nature. Um, But in addition, um, other family types can be included so that family violence between siblings or parents or anyone a person might treat as a family member, um, such as where they might be related through a cultural structure of a family. Mm. Um, So it is a very broad definition of who um, a family member is under the Victorian law.
1: And that actually includes a care or guardian as well that can be um, within... Um, a relationship. That's that's correct.
0: Would it include even people who may not be living under the same roof?
1: It certainly does.
3: Um, You could still have an intimate relationship with somebody. Um, The casual uh, relationships between girlfriends and boyfriends or other types of relationships, they will all definitely fall um, under the banner of a family member. Um, And if anybody's not really sure um, about whether or not that relationship um, would be a family relationship, you could always contact Victoria Legal Aid on our Legal Help line and we can provide more information about that.
1: And that's the most important thing um, today is about reaching out to the community, understand that you're not isolated, not by yourself, that there are support services out there. If you have questions, there's a range of support services and Legal Aid is one of those that actually... um, provide services to the community including the GLBTI community and I guess that's really important as Legal Aid is very sensitive to GLBTI issues?
3: Yeah, that's correct. Um, We've got a lot of information on our website at www.legalaid.vic.gov.au and there's also links um, on that website to our Legal Help um, telephone advice and information line. That's a confidential service and anybody who's seeking advice um, or assistance in relation to a family violence matter or other type of matter can call that line and receive that confidential um, advice and information.
0: So Leanne, is is that line a good option if you're not sure whether it's actually legal help that you need?
3: Yeah, yeah, visiting the website or contacting legal help would be a perfect um, first step for anybody who has queries about whether or not they have a legal matter or even anybody um, who's wanting a referral to other services that might be able to assist them.
1: So we've mentioned about who may be eligible to be able to apply and if you've got further questions in regards to that. What would be the first step once you've been informed? Can anyone go to a magistrate court in Victoria? Yes, anybody can
3: go to a magistrate's court um, and make an application for um, a family violence intervention order. Um, If somebody's feeling um, at immediate risk and is fearful for their safety, um, they should contact the police um, who can also assist them with um, an application for an intervention order.
1: Yeah, and we have just talking about, just prior to having you on the air, about the role that Victoria Police plays in safety notices, that immediate risk um, assessment that we need to take at times, and that can last up to 120 um, hours um, before to going to court and having the matter heard before court. So there's a, a range of different levels, and part of that is the risk assessment really process about what we can actually do.
3: That's right, that's right. And and that's where it's really important. Um, while you need not have a lawyer to be able to go to a magistrate's court and get an intervention order, it's sometimes a very useful step to just get some information about um, your rights and what's open to you.
1: Liam, once they contact a local court in their area, what would be the process there? A little bit maybe about the court register process?
3: So the registrars um, will ha- um, assist a person to be able to complete the, the forms and documents for an intervention order and they will need to know a little bit about the type of family violence which has taken place and why that person is feeling fearful. Um, if there's immediate concerns for somebody's safety, um, a person has the ap- ability to apply for what's known as an interim intervention order Order, um, And that's where an an order goes into place immediately for their protection. Uh, The application for the intervention order is then served on the other party um, and they're notified of the court date for when the matter comes back to court. And Victoria Legal Aid has duty lawyer services which are available at magistrates' courts across um, Victoria who can assist people applying for an intervention order on those court days when it's
1: listed. So who's eligible to use Victoria Legal Aid services? Pro, um, family
3: violence and victims of family violence are priority clients for Victoria Legal Aid and anybody um, going to their magistrate's court can ask to see and will be um, assisted by a Victoria Legal Aid duty lawyer at court.
1: That's fantastically, and there's a lot of information there and I guess that's why it's important that um, anyone that's listening that you can actually go along online and make some discreet sort of um, look at information, Legal Aid Victoria... Um, is legalaid.vic.gov.au and underneath that is quite a few several headings around intervention order family violence process and a lot of other information that is a first step and then actually accessing your phone numbers and what's the best phone numbers to call through? Uh,
3: 9269 one zero two zero. That's nine two six nine one zero
1: two zero. And I guess the other Im- important thing is that's for metropolitan, but Legal Aid are right across Victoria and have rural areas, and the number there is one eight hundred six double seven four zero two.
0: Yes, Leanne, uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, today.
3: Not a problem. Thank you for having thank
1: me on the show, and have a great Christmas, Leanne. You too.
3: Great okay, Christmas.
0: cheers. Bye. That's that's Leanne Sinclair there. She's the uh, family violence program manager at Victorian Legal Aid, as well as wearing a number of other hats. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, it is the Victorian Police Community Hour with Electra, Sergeant Electra Wellens and Chris Jameson here on Joy ninety four point nine. Motor Friends, they're Australia's leading gay and lesbian car club It's not about the car, it's about the people Log on to motorfriends.org.au That's Motor Friends, M-O-T-A-F-R-E-N-Z
2: Hi, it's Pete from Cravings. Join 94.9's Hour of Food and Beverage every Saturday. Positive Attitude invites HIV-AIDS affected people and the LGBTI community to their annual traditional three-course Christmas Day lunch. Come along on Christmas Day from noon to Old Fitzroy Oval, St. George's Road, Fitzroy for fun, friends and to celebrate our community. To book, volunteer or for more details, contact Yvonne on 9471 0033. Join 94.9 supporting our community this Christmas.
0: Victorian Police. Community Hour here, Chris Jameson and Sergeant-Electra Wellens with you this afternoon. And we've
1: actually had a couple of callers um, contact us here at Joy and thank you for doing that. Um, Sarah, I'll certainly give you a call when I can and um, we've had another person who said that they're being uh, hassled and threatened by someone and they would like advice. Of course, we um, always say that to, to contact your local police station because the matter may be urgent, so definitely contact 000. But don't forget that you have your local contact list of GLOWs by going onto uh Victoria Police webpage and you can type in the search area GLOW and that will bring up your local GLOW. But if anyone needs to, to contact us, over that period, please don't hesitate to contact the local police station um, in the first instance, but I'll certainly follow up on those inquiries.
0: Fantastic. And of course, if you went to a police station or you rang a police station and said, I really, really want to speak to a GLOW, they would know what that means.
1: They would indeed, yeah. And 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 they may not know what GLOW, so you might have to say gay lesbian, lesbian liaison
0: officer, okay. just so
1: they um, are aware of that as well.
0: Fantastic. This is the Victorian Police Community Hour here on JOY 94.9. Keep us on air. Become a member today. Call 1300
1: JOY 949.
0: It's the Victorian Police Community Hour here on JOY 94.9. Sergeant Electra Wellens and Chris Jameson with you this afternoon. We are talking about uh, family violence and particularly the services that you can access uh, if you experience uh, those types of things. But we We've got a little crime stopper we need to bring to your attention to it, today.
1: It just wouldn't be the same. We no. can't have the show without <laughs> not having a crime stopper, because that's one of our partners as well. But look, we've got a public appeal for a robbery that's occurred in Braybrook. Um, we are searching for a man responsible for a robbery on the 9th of October in Braybrook this year. Around about 5.35pm, the victim was driving along a laneway at the rear of the Churchill Avenue shops when a man's jumped out in the front of her car and forced her to stop. It is alleged that Manns opened the driver's side door, grabbed the victim around the sh- her shoulders and demanded her jewellery and handbag. He is last seen uh, running towards Skinner Reserve. The man is described as Caucasian, between 30 35 years old, 180 centimetres tall, with a solid build and missing... A front tooth um, on the upper right side of his mouth. He was wearing a white t shirt and black emblem over a darker coloured long sleeve t shirt and a grey baseball cap. And we've released images of the stolen jewelry. And really, the jewelry is a very distinctive um, jewelry, and there's photos for those. And of course, we have to quote the reference for Crime Stoppers, which is CA 6473.
0: Fantastic. And, yes, there the jury is very distinctive looking at the Yeah, photos, so. and so
1: if you just happen to be at a hotel or somewhere public and someone's trying to offload a couple of cheap gold necklaces, these are in particular very, very distinctive. Um, please, like we always say with crime stoppers, if you know something, say something. If you have any knowledge concerning any crime, call Crime Stoppers on 1800 333 000 or visit crimestoppers.com.au. If it's an emergency, always call 000.
0: And we are speaking about uh, family violence and the types of services that you can access uh, if you're experiencing those here on the Victorian Police Community Hour today. And we've heard about
1: uh, the Gay and Lesbian Switchboard, of course, and Victorian Legal Aid Services. Both those run services throughout metropolitan and rural areas. Please go along and have a look online of those um, areas which can help and make you informed about trying to make some decisions. And of course, but, um, there's always the GLOW offices right across the state as well, or offices. Officeings- services. The most important thing is we don't want to make you feel isolated. There is help out there. There are people that want to um, get involved and, ch- and help you change the situation that you're in, most importantly.
0: Now, uh, normally the third uh, Wednesday of the month is Lesbians Matter. Patently, I don't uh, fit into that category, but uh, today... We can we- anoint you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's okay. Uh, uh, but we do have uh, something that is of particular interest to lesbian and bisexual yeah, women. there's
1: there's a lot to try and cover off today. So this is actually a survey, and it's very interesting because it is very relevant as well and fits into that domestic violence as well. And there's a survey that's currently being run, which is um, Alcohol, Lesbians and, and Bisexual Women. It's insights into the culture and emotions um, that are attached to that. So it's called the ALICE Study, and uh, we're looking for same-sex attracted Australian women aged between 18 years and over, whether or not you drink alcohol, to complete an anonymous online survey that will take approximately 25 uh, minutes. And you can visit that at Alice Study, one word, so it's Alice, A L I C E, study.net.au. And the study has been funded by Beyond Blue and explores the alcohol use and wellbeing in health cares among same sex attracted women. Uh, the findings of the survey will be able to use to provide recommendations for improving healthcare services for same sex attracted women. So it's really important if you have the opportunity. Um, you can go along to Gay and Lesbian Health Victoria. They have more information on their website as well, or you can contact um, Professor Ruth McNair on eight
0: three double four six zero double seven. So uh, this is a really it's. Uh I would imagine the results from this are going to be very interesting indeed. And obviously, the more participants, uh, the the more useful this right. survey and, will be. That's right. And
1: in particular around health, because that's where we know with domestic violence how much of an impact that can actually be. And it's quite interesting that it's um, responsible for more ill health, domestic violence and more premature death in Victoria women aged between 15 and 45 than any other well-known risk factors, including high pressure Pressure, uh, obesity, and smoking. So, this is why these factors are really important. Where the GLBTI um, can share their information, and it really has a marked impact on what sort of services can be provided back into the community.
0: And another great project being funded by Beyond Blue as well, uh, now that they they have uh, really embraced looking after and doing studies uh, for the GLBTI community specifically. Yeah,
1: and it just really affects a lot of services, and that's where it's really important. greatest
0: strength to to get funding to provide services as well. All right. Uh, Electra, anything else you want to say to wrap up today? Oh, well,
1: I have to give a Christmas cheer because Uh we're going to miss out on Boxing Day. (laughs) Um, So we definitely have to do a Christmas cheer. And actually there's detectives that are spreading the Christmas cheer as well. They're um, donating over um, bicycles to over 30 children as well, thanks to Kmart. So there's a lot of things happening out there, but I'd like to thank all the listeners. Thank you for joining in the show. All the great work here at JOY and the partnerships at Anti-Violence Victoria, Crime Stoppers Victoria, Victoria um, Victoria Police all the glow work and of course Joy we wouldn't be here and be able to provide this service to you without all of you and most importantly the listeners as well to give that feedback so thank you all have a great safe Christmas enjoy and um, yeah do it safely but have fun
0: all right thank you Electra uh, on behalf of Joy 94.9 I'd like to thank the Victoria Police for participating in uh, this show over the last four years, is it now? Yeah, so it's ticking along, isn't it? It, it has been uh, ticking along and particularly uh, the, the officers uh, that started the project uh, way back then uh, uh, Scott Davis, uh, Gabby who came on, uh, Gabby Tayak and uh, and yourself and a number of other glows that have come in through the years to, to help uh, uh, bring this show to joy and uh, to bring it to our community so thank you to Victoria Police
1: uh, Thank you to everyone as well, we're really appreciate the
0: opportunity. Uh, this has been the Victorian Police Community Hour for today. Going to take a couple of weeks off, uh, mm. regroup and, and 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 catch our breath and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, it's going to be full steam ahead for the Midsummer Carnival, so we're going to have to get our heads around that as well.
0: And you guys will be out and about. We and in will. Full, full view and in uniform and everything else. That's during, it. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Merry Christmas, Electra.
1: Thanks, Chris and thanks you for the surprise guest of um, Paddling
0: for today. <laughs> Even though you've declined being a lesbian, That's okay. I won't take that personally. That's no problem. (laughs) Uh, All right. uh, This has been the Victorian Police Community Hour, the final one for 2012. Thank you to Sergeant-Electra Wellens. I've been Chris Jameson. Uh, You are on Joy 94.9.
1: Wherever we live, work and play. Safety affects all parts of our lives.
0: Community safety is everyone's responsibility and there are things we can do
2: to make our homes, workplaces, streets, neighbourhoods and communities safer. Victoria Police Glows, Crime Stoppers, The Anti-Violence Project and JOY 94.9 working together to help make our community safe.
0: Thanks for listening to a JOYcast from JOY 94.9.